Hello and welcome to The Optional Podcast, episode number 182 for the week of November 4th, 2019. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment, recorded each week from New York City. Yeah, sometimes. And bounce, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Every other week from New York City and bounce around cables and satellites all around the world. Yeah, man. And right into your listening device of choice, as always, I'm Paul Tamayo and I'm here with my co-host, Cam Brewster. What up, Doug? What's good, man? We back. We back. We, you know. A little consistent, but it's that time of the year. Yeah, it's also like, we're like figuring out what, what we want to do with the show so yeah yeah so bear um, with us yeah and also a lot of shit has been happening so yeah i, I don't know if you heard but uh, yeah <laughs> a lot of shit's going on. on fire right now yeah so um you know bear with us and we we, sh- we uh we love the everybody has been listening and, and staying patient and giving us time to to work on some shit and get back together and you know do our thing yeah yeah i mean we're yeah like cam alluded to we're, we're gonna figure out a, a more consistent schedule that syncs up with our schedules more yeah but um life is getting crazy it's getting pretty wild <laughs> yeah and you know it, it's also tough to <clears throat> like things get in the way either i get sick or i go mm-hmm. on vacation so like you know life happens and we'll, we'll, we'll try to stick to a cons- consistent schedule but um yeah we're we're, we're going through uh, another evolution of the show yeah, right now so it's another growing pain situation tuned, but uh yeah. yeah stay patient Word. and stay with us because we're gonna keep giving you heat i'm i'm glad to be back though it's me, me too man. like we said it's been a hell of a two weeks uh, for a variety of reasons i'm sure a lot of people know by now but the stuff that's been going on with you know the gmg union and and geo media i can't say too much but i appreciate everybody's support and everyone showing us some love and and every time i get a tweet or or keep keep tweeting keep tweeting hashtag dead spin forever hashtag um, that show us some love um but yeah it's really made a huge difference and you know, like, uh, we really appreciate all the love that we've been getting to, like, on the in the comments of our posts and, mm-hmm. and uh, on the YouTube and stuff. So it's been really, really helpful for our morale because we could definitely use that boost. But, um, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll have more to report or at least, you know, stay, keep, stay tuned. Who knows what will happen. Yeah. Um, but either way, uh, I'm glad to at least be back on this show, which is my our, our very own show. It's our show. It's our no, shit. We haven't been uh, acquired by a private equity firm <laughs> yet. But, not yet, uh, not yet. Yeah, but um, I'm willing to sell out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, if uh, Mountain Dew, if you're listening, let us know. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, let's just. Oh, jump right well, it in. should be Monster Energy drink, right? Oh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get, we gotta get ahead of the trend. <laughs> um, but let's just jump right into what we've been playing. Speaking of jumping into stuff. I can jump in real quick. Yeah, what do you got? Because there's some overlap here. Yeah, so there's a lot of overlap. I, I want to get all the riffraff out of the way. Um, so, Ring Fit Adventure, I've still been playing that. Um, not as much as I would have liked, just because this week's mm. been a nightmare. And uh, I haven't really been getting good sleep, and I've been waking up early to make sure I'm still getting stuff done at work. Which also, by the way, if you're listening to this on Monday, um, I'm having a Viewpoints episode come out. It's been a minute. Yo, check it out. But uh, it's it's actually about a game. the next game on the playlist which is uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which is a game that I was looking forward to after having played the private Absolutely. and open beta. And um, Well, those are the multiplayer experiences. Multiplayer, and yeah. The uh, single-player experience was something of like mystery almost. Like, what, yeah. what was it going to be like? Right. Is it just a straight-up straight up, like, makeover or, yeah. you know, like, whatchamacallit? And uh, I've been playing a lot of it lately. Mm. I kind of pl- beat it all in, like, one and a half days it's pretty short i have one mission left um but basically (laughs) this is my take on it hit hit me with the take it's just a fucking like playlist of things that have happened yeah shittily in war yeah it's like all these war crimes they're like yo greatest hits yeah now that's what i call war crimes (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that's the name of the episode. That's the name of the episode. Um, yeah, you know what's interesting? Yeah. Is, so, so in in our uh, in our spoiler discussion tomorrow, which I highly recommend if you if you beat the campaign, this is a this is like the longest viewpoints episode to date. It's okay. me, and it's my two colleagues, Tim Rogers and Joshua Rivera, who are like some of the smartest people I know on the planet. Mm-hmm. I respect them immensely. And um, when I put the word out, like, yo, I want to do a spoiler discussion. Who's down? They were both immediately like, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Which is cool because like I I've been wanting to do a viewpoints for a while and. Um, in the video, we go in depth of like specific plot points and like story beats, and Tim actually basically says what you said, but more so about like how this game feels like a book report on like previous hilarious, uh, like yeah, previous games, but also like things that have happened in in real world. They literally situations. pluck some shit. I I went to this mission. Uh, this is heavy spoilers, so skip um, ahead like yes, five minutes, five minutes, ten yeah. minutes, maybe. Yeah. I mean, not even that long, but uh, yeah, so. They literally do a, like a, a Benghazi thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to like look it up because I was like, is this Benghazi? <laughs> yeah, Because like my, my knowledge of like, you know, I'm not like the biggest like current events person. Like I don't know too much, but I was like, this sounds familiar. I know this yeah, shit. I know this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is fucking Benghazi. Where's Hillary Clinton at right now? <laughs> because like that's literally all that was missing. Right, and they they embellished a lot of they you know exaggerated it and made it more fantastical, of course, you know because it's an action game, but it was basically the same shit, man. Yeah, 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 and and so here's what makes it interesting. So like, so weird. Yeah, what what I find fascinating about the single player, at least, and and this will be like a a, I won't talk about it too much because I also want to plug the viewpoints episode, but um, what I find really interesting is that when it first was revealed right mm-hmm. the the graphics looked incredible the graphics in this game oh, yeah. look it looked phenomenal but the trailer like looked like found footage it looked really re- realistic with like you know helmet cams and night vision stuff and you were like oh they're, they're going for like a grittier take on yeah because it, it, it a lot of ways it's it's a soft reboot of the modern warfare sure. series right um with the you know activision's mario uh captain price so like <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah like a good face. there were and there was that video that came out of like you know the game informer video which I actually threw in in my viewpoints episode of like all right um is this game political and they're like no it's not political and the two like you know the two designers i think it was like the the gameplay director and the and the, i guess the the, the narrative uh designer uh, writer or whatever uh they were like no it's not it's not political because we're not tying it to like modern day, like we're not tying it to real life events or people. So like Donald Trump, for example, is not in the game, but like, but do we touch upon, you know, conflicts and, and real, you know, po- war style yeah. issues and stuff. And they were like, yeah, we do, of course. So there's like, there's a semantic argument to be had. Yeah, sure. It's so weird what they view as political, political, right? Because this is obviously political. You, I mean, you can change, uh, Saudi Arabians to Russians, but right. that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not the same exact thing. Right. I mean, I'm just using that as an example. I don't know, like what if what they replace, but sure, a lot sure, of times sure. it's just literally just like the Russians is their like proxy for everything bad. Right. And it's like I don't know how they're getting away with that. Yeah, and so that that's what that's what like for me bothers me, and it kind of annoys me mm-hmm. is that like. They were like, oh, yeah, we're not talking about real life shit. And then there's a level. I mean, you talked about the Benghazi thing, but then there's a level that's like literally 
uh, there's a couple other missions. Th- there's are... a few. There's a handful, and and but there was one that was like literally called the Highway of Death that we that we will talk about. Actually, I forgot to put it in the news section, but maybe we'll talk about it now. But there's a level called the Highway of Death that's literally mm-hmm. modeled after the real life Highway, highway of Death, death yeah. which which happened on this highway um, between Iraq and Kuwait, where like it was a U.S. led coalition that bombed uh, escaping so like soldiers that were like escaping, escaping. and w- along with the soldiers that they killed, they killed their families and you know loved ones. So like it again, war crime. Hello, <laughs> but like, uh, and then the game, they're like, oh yeah, the Russians did that shit, and you, so, and I I read on BBC that like the like Russia like uh, formally filed a complaint like calling Modern Warfare propaganda and all this shit, and like it again rings bells for me of like the Ghost Recon Ghost Recon Wildlands thing yeah. where like, yo. You're playing with fire, man. Like you're playing with some really dangerous shit. And, and and like you know, you can make the argument that like yeah, it's a fictional thing. We're not trying to like upset anybody. We're just kind of rearranging whatever. But like, it, this is like for some people, this is a real thing that happened. Like, oh, they, abs- you know absolutely. I mean? And it's like, well, I mean, we did this, but you know, I don't want to. They don't want to use. They still want to make America seem like the all good, right? Um, except for like Captain Price's off the rails right, and right. now he see you know there's a gray area for everything but not really right not really like that's they don't they, they don't really say anything in this game and that's that's my biggest point i, I think that's what they mean by not political because they don't have a point to yeah, anything yeah, yeah i mean they were saying like when this the propaganda i'm not propaganda but the, like the marketing for it coming out was like oh there's gray areas to war not everything's all good not everything's all bad and like okay but like, what on top of that? Is there like a thesis that you're yeah, trying to yeah, get yeah. to, and it's, right. it doesn't ever actually come into anything? So it's just like this highlight reel of just bad shit that Russia has done now. They don't, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, all right, well, we did that, so we're gonna say Russia this time. Yeah, and, and the and you're you're right. There there are moments in the game where like I'm again spoilers. If you happen to have landed here, skip ahead another two or three minutes. But like give you another time to reach for your phone yeah, and, right. and skip ahead <laughs> but uh again there's a part where they're like hey we need to torture this dude and we go to that van maybe i'll keep it at that that yeah if you, if you know oh, you know yeah and they give you that weird choice yeah yeah so like there, there are moments where like the game gives you an option but like you're still complicit you're still right. you're, you're like there's no way to say no right Right. At, at least, even if you do, you're like, I'm. I already fucking did the thing. Like, I already. I'm already complicit. Yeah. I, I'm aware of everything that's happening. But you're right. It, it it delved into the gray area, but it doesn't have anything concrete to say about anything besides like there are. To, to the game's credit, there are. First of all, I think it's. I, here's the hypocritical side of me. I think it's mad fun. I think they were like really oh, dope set pieces. Absolutely, it looked beautiful. That there was that like. Um, even that Benghazi level, like incredible when you're getting rushed by all this fucking amazing wild like, f- like it was like oh this is actually pretty uh, get, yeah. to, get to your point and, and there's then like I'll, the, I'll the level that's like basically the bin laden oh level. yeah the, the one you're going Zero, to get bin laden. Yeah. Yeah. So, Zero 30, yeah yeah so there's a lot of like really cool set pieces and like things that are like tied to the news and the way that like law and order might where they're like we're gonna change up it's not gamergate it's like yeah video game right you know violin <laughs> what i don't know what the hell so like it's uh it does that thing but it it doesn't really like outside of the fact that there are some interesting character moments and character arcs like especially with um 
Alex, the CIA agent, mm. which I I won't get into, but like, and then there's like Farah, who I thought was a cool character, and I really liked her a lot. So there are things that I I liked about the game for sure. I thought it was like cool. I think it's kind of worth experiencing at least to find out like how far the series on a technical level has come. But um, Tim actually linked me to a video that some one of his friends made of another friend of theirs who was on a podcast talking about what made the first Modern Warfare special, Call mm. of Duty Four Modern Warfare, which came out all the way back in two thousand and seven. Where it was like, yeah, it was an action game. It was a first-person shooter, you know, Call of Duty game. But the thing, and I'm, I'm borrowing from them. Um, I'll, I'll link to the video because I forget where uh, what their name was and stuff. So my apologies. But they, they had said, you know, what made that game so interesting was that it was commenting on war, right? Like, it, it did the Metal Gear thing of, like, war has changed. Mm-hmm. And previous Call of Duty titles were about, like, World War II and, like, the everyday man Valor, becoming a hero yeah. and Valor, right? And or there were literally games called like Medal of Honor and like they would there was these really valiant clear sides. That's why like I mean, at least before, that's why World War Two was such a, a, a very clean, sanitized yeah, it was like uh, we had setting. Nazis. Because Nazis, like, uh, that's, uh, again, not a gray area. Like, we know how we... I mean, it's like, yo, Mussolini, <laughs> shitty guy. <laughs> yeah, get him out of here. Hitler, <laughs> Hitler um, get him out of here, yeah. So, like, it's it's very clear how you're supposed to feel about those people based on, like, what they've done and the, the horrible atrocities that they've committed, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, what Modern Warfare did was, like, hey, everyone fucking sucks now. Like, we suck they suck like yeah, everyone it's the south park shit yeah it's the south park shit yeah and like it didn't have perfect you know it didn't have perfect execution equilibrium and execution yeah but it at least it was trying to say something no it was it was doing something it was right. like literally like pulling from current events that had yeah. just happened maybe five six years before that right and it's like okay that was like something we never really seen before right i mean and also just doing stuff like you know that we'd never really seen, like, the all gillied up stuff. And, yeah. You know, even, you know, that stuff. But this is kind of, like, doing that to some degree, but it's, like, we've seen it all bef- kind of before. So right. it's, like, it's still doing cool shit, like, technically. Um, like, I had fun with the game, especially in the latter half of the game when it kind of let- goes more into, like, the fantastical stuff. Like, it's, like, oh, this is more, like, you guys made this up. Right, You know right. what I'm saying? When it yeah. When it got to that stuff, I was, like, I'm actually more into this part yeah. of the game, like the the the, thir- uh, the last third of the game. Totally, totally. I was like, okay, I'm actually having fun with this now. You know, give me the bullshit, fucking, you know, uh, sniper. Yeah, 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 and all that. that you know, like yeah. the, give me the the exaggerated thing. Give me um, the laser pointer that I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> let me do that that stuff. Like yeah, that. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but it was just a lot of stuff that I was just like, man what is this game? Because like, there was one part, right? It was the Osama bin Laden level where you're just like, oh, even like, it could be, uh, what was the guy they just fucking killed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of his trying name. Trying to think of uh, Trump, trying to pronounce it like, Abu. <laughs> he is Abu, Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said a hip hop, a um, Yeah, but it, there was a, a part where like, I'm, I'm, I'm playing on Harden, by the way. So Harden is the second, third to last difficulty. So it's like the middle difficulty where it's it's pretty fucking hard mm. to be honest. Like I'm, I kind of regret picking it, yeah, but I'm I was just a, like, I did not do that. Whatever. So it's like you you like die all the fucking time. Um, but this is one part where there's a lady, and she like you kill these two guys in a in a in a hut or whatever. And you go into another room. Is a lady and her child. And yeah. The child like gets up and she points a gun at you. And the first time I did, 
I shot her. Boom. And you, the kid consoles his mom. And she's he's like, he's crying on her or whatever. And I was like, I didn't like that. So let me like back out. So I reloaded the mission. I did the same thing actually, yeah. And then I did it again. And it doesn't let you not kill that lady. Yeah, yeah. You, you literally can't just like, she's walk the last room. You, you can't walk up to her and gun butter. It, that's a kill. You know what I'm saying? Like that's still a kill. But like, you can't do any, like it makes you kill that woman. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking weird that yeah. like, I don't know. It, it, it just like I was like, it kind of took the like the wind out of the sail because I was like kind of moving along in the game, and I was like, I wonder if I can just like choose to like do this stuff because you you have to clear that room to for the mission to actually give you the next waypoint. Right, right, right. It's fucking weird, man. And yeah, I'm like, damn. It, yeah. it was an opportunity to be like, well, how, can I disarm people? Can I do right. the thing that like Battlefield Hardline was doing, where I can tase people? Uh, yeah, like, like non-lethal. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like I don't know. It was just. That that was the 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 part about it. It had a bunch of those moments in the game where it was like, well, I gotta kill this fucking person, even though they're holding a fucking baby, or yeah. even you know, I have to shoot the, the lady through the guy because he's hiding his body behind her. And it's like, come on. Yeah, and, and and even that one, I I got a headshot on the dude, and then she, she scrambles she still for a scrambles gun. for a gun anyway. So you have to kill. You have them. to kill. Him. And, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, it, actually, again, bringing it back to my spoiler discussion viewpoint viewpoints episode, yeah. Tim was like, he he brings up the um the level where you're like going through that that multi level uh, building that like house where you're like you have to go up all the way up to the attic or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was the same. Mission. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um where there's a moment where at at the very top again spoiler alert skip ahead <laughs> 2 minutes if yeah. you're here right now um but there's a there's a part where you enter that room and she's like like please don't shoot but she's like inching her way towards the desk and there's something there that she wants to grab and and then price shoots her and he justifies it and says you know we had to do what we had to do and um Tim makes like a a a connection to like Fable 2 or something where he's like uh there's a moment in Fable 2, according to what he told me, of, like, you give gold to this, like, beggar or whatever, and then he winds up becoming this, like, evil dude and basically destroys the town. So the the, the, the lesson there was, like, you, oh, you didn't think that would happen, right? Like, yeah. isn't, that, isn't that wild? Isn't that dark? And, like, I, I, I feel, I, I agree. He actually even says um, that each floor has this, I, I thought this was, like, so wonderfully worded, where it's, like, each room or whatever has this like it's a small world animatron it there does. behind it's the like, door Poop, pop out yeah and then it's like okay well what is it now what's the, yeah, what the what dark the shit it's dark gonna tell shit, me now right, yeah it's a guy under the bed shooting because he's scared for his life and i popped him in the head and like all right yeah you can't or, not do anything to that guy right yeah and like those moments are tense like it does the game does a great job of like putting you in the shoes of somebody storming a compound or whatever like right like a, a military marine or whatever doing this thing special ops or whatever they call them and it does a good job at doing that like the game is not like incompetent in that way but it's just like it doesn't give you a lot of like choice it is on rails yeah a lot and that when that illusion is kind of broken it kind of like damn it's good like i wish they were political you know like yeah. where they can just like kind of make you do the thing like in the next game we're going to talk about like out of worlds i was shit, just like, about to say i was just about know? to say uh, there there are moments where i missed the choice that i had in in outer worlds where like yeah because i've been playing these at the same time too so it's like yeah i played the, i played outer worlds first and then this afterwards but before we move on to outer worlds yeah. um i do want to say though that i have been spending a Decent amount of time with the multiplayer. Multiplayer great. Multiplayer is fun. fun. Multiplayer is actually really, really solid this time around. I, I, I don't have any issue with the TTK, the time to kill on the like multiplayer side. What people are saying it's too short. It's too short. Yeah, they I like, like kind of like miss. It. I, I like it too. I um, think it's always been pretty short in Call of Duty though. 
Yeah, they've they've like tinkered with it a lot, and like I think Black Ops Four, they had the justification of it being like this is future war, and like yeah. in a way, you know, it's like, and it, it's interesting because in again bringing it back to the single player for a second, like yeah. I lo- I loved I'm I'm still one of the like advanced warfare apologists and defenders, uh, even though we don't. I talk think about a lot it. of people yeah. like that game though, like really? secretly. I think oh, like yeah, it yeah. was. If you probably like look back on it, people be like, "Yeah, I fuck with that shit." Yeah, because I think it did what what we were talking about with the last third of this game, where it's like, okay, this fictional bullshit that you've created, this like this Marvel style world that mm-hmm. you've created, where it's like, you know, it, it doesn't have any real connections to to at least that many real connections to real life stuff that I can get behind. And um, yeah, I wonder if like, <laughs> I wonder if people just like kind of looked up like, all right, what what is the bad shit that's happened in the last forty years, and it's like. Let's put that. Let's see if we can put that in this game and make it like, all right. Well, this is the guy we got to catch, and that right. leads to the other guy that we got to catch, and that puts him in a jail that yeah. they're gonna break out. It's like, yeah. How yeah. do we link all those together? Like, yeah, let's put that because yeah. it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't. Right? It doesn't. Yeah, and I, I said it in my spoiler. I keep bringing up the spoiler chapter. Sorry. Please go watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's, definitely it's, still watch this. It's thing. like a um, it's a quilt that they've made with different patches Absolutely. of real life conflicts, and they're just like you said. How do we tie these? How do, how do we tie all these things together? Right. And it feels kind of grimy because the the quilt that they've created is this fictional country that is just a catch-all for these real-life things that are, right. like, really fucked up. And yeah. But don't mess with London. That, that's Piccadilly Square. Like, oh, don't. Yeah. yeah, that's real. Like, uh, oh, and also, by the way, we're here in, in St. Petersburg, Russia. That's a real location. But, like, Erzikstan? I don't know. It could be uh, whatever, man. Yeah, we could do anything. Highway 80 off the off Erzikstan. <sighs> yeah, uh, I, I think they, they there was a, a ball that was definitely dropped there. Because um, they could have made this, like, a thing. But yeah. I, I, I again, it is Call of Duty. It's branded Activision. Right. Like they have to not do certain things, and I don't know what I was expecting. Like I don't think I really was expecting. I, I kind of just wanted it to feel fresh, and in ways it does. Uh, more so in like the multiplayer stuff. Um, yeah, but, I mean, like I still love this game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's weird. Like I still really enjoy this game, especially as a multiplayer thing that I can jump into with my friends, which we've been doing. Which I will say to its credit, the crossplay stuff, at least uh, for me so far, has worked without a hitch. It's been great, and we've been able to communicate even though they're they're on Xbox, PS4, I'm on PC, and when I plug in my controller, it pairs us up with other people on, with controller. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's great, and like there are so many things about the multiplayer aspect that I love. That's such a cool like technical feat, man. It's great, and I and I, I like I look forward to like not having to compromise on for a console or whatever, so I can play it on my PC for a variety of different reasons, and like being still being able to play with my friends, like I think that's fucking cool as hell, and you know. As much as I don't love the the Blizzard launcher or whatever, especially at the moment, like it's fine. Like I can sort of like overlook that, I guess, mm-hmm. in the interim. But uh, you know, it's there, there's. I guess like that's a, my my roundabout way of saying like, yeah, I have problems with this game, but I can still enjoy it. I can still critique it and be critical. Again, but I can still love it. Yeah, and I, I think that's what we want from game. Like I want you to give me your feelings. Like it could still be a fun game. Like yeah. you know, like I'm probably never gonna play the single player again same but you know the multiplayer is great like i think this team did a great job with the game aspects of it like right, it's right. a game and you know it, it is um it's good i just like and i it's tough because like i understand the hesitance to like actually say something you know profound and really and yeah. real 
because you know at the end of the day this is an entertainment product and they want to like mark be able to market it and get people on get board get little Wayne in there get little Wayne in there get like get whoever else you know put it in this NBA you know before the pre-roll ad for the World Series whatever mm-hmm. the case may be like I understand all that 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 shit but um you know at the same time too like maybe just do that advanced warfare shit and, and part of me thinks like yeah maybe this was and this is me putting on my you know tinfoil do-rag again but like maybe it is like um calculated maybe it's like yo let's 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 cause up a stir let's stir up some controversy so that way we're at least we're you know in the in the news we're in the news cycle we're in the discussion because there's always going to be people there's always going to be people that defend it and ride for them no matter what and, and they're that are saying like it's just a, it's just a game it's fake it's yeah. it's, it's not real it's keep not your real. politics out of my games but um it's like you know you're just torturing somebody it also just makes us like i don't know appreciate no, when, when games do it well family. <laughs> yeah it's not political um but I guess games that that claim they weren't political but are fucking extremely political. <laughs> uh, the Outer Worlds is yeah. a game that came out um, also on the same day as Call of Duty. Is that right? Or did yeah, it, no, no, that's right. It is right. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. Because I got it on. Um, I'm playing it on Game Pass, which is nice. fucking dope. If you have Game Pass, get Game Pass first. Get of all. Game Pass. It's um, if you get the Game Pass Plus thing where it comes with. Um, Xbox Live, it's like fourteen dollars a month, which is that's not bad. It's really not bad, yeah. especially since I don't have like a ton of games on on Xbox. Xbox yeah. So uh, like Game Pass is where it's at, man. Game Pass is fucking it's fantastic. Where it's at. But um, speaking of fantastic, I loved the Outer Worlds. So, like, I got the code a while back before it came out, and I was like trying to get through it mainly also to get to another game that I'm going to talk about this. Week. I can finally fucking talk about this week, um, but. The Outer Worlds, for those who don't know, is from Obsidian Entertainment, the original creators of Fallout, Fallout Two, and I think I believe Fallout New Vegas. Um, so they have they have some pedigree under their belt, and this game is much like those, well, at least like much like New Vegas, at least is like um, a first person shooter that's an, that's an RPG um, that has you know branching dialogue paths, skill trees you know um the works like everything in there in terms of like quests that can sort of be molded and uh, the outcomes can change as you play and progress through the thing so for example if you're told oh i need you to go over here and and murder this guy um that can still change that when you get there you can actually talk to them and you can like maybe work out a deal with them or you could just like i don't know there's a there's a there's a ton of different ways things can happen also like within the the missions themselves like there's a lot of different avenues for you to go about doing stuff mm-hmm. depending on how you you know spec your character. yeah spec your character so there's there, it's it, it's an rpg in like the purest sense in, in the same way that like it reminds me of something like mass effect or um absolutely you know again fallout or whatever so like it is a game that i didn't realize i missed a style of game that i didn't realize i missed and one that like kind of fell on my lap at the right time because Again, it, it kind of like it came in between games for me, and um, it, but it also like I had been looking forward to it since seeing it revealed, and then I saw the demo at E3, um, like behind closed doors or whatever, and I walked away pretty high on it, like oh man, I can't wait for this game, and then they talked about it in the press, I think shortly afterwards, saying like oh it's not political, we're not trying to say anything too political, which is like. Oh, bullshit because you definitely are yeah uh, remember we talked about this yeah a while ago and we were yeah. like maybe they are just saying that and they're like yeah we put that yeah shit yeah and 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 like you know I, I to to be fair to i don't think it i don't think it nails everything no. uh there's some things that it kind of like very conveniently like glosses over um but you know you can't i guess you can't get everything but uh 
but but yeah, so you're basically to to set the story up, you are a colonist who has been revived or at least brought uh, you know, brought back to um consciousness, I guess, from being in, in frozen frozen hypersleep off of a colonial ship and like the deep sort of outskirts of space and this other different like solar I want to say star system or whatever because I said solar system and somebody on YouTube was like it's actually not a solar system because it's not our sun so basically oh all right whatever but it says earth yeah right. whatever but um so yeah you are revived by someone who is wanted by this corporation that has basically uh has a has a system of colonies where um humans basically live and exist to you know work and and uh basically are they're just like um, how would you say it? I guess they're forced to work in these really awful, dire situations and, you know, living in harsh conditions and uh, all while sort of <clears throat> reporting and dealing with this uh, corporation back on Earth that sort of sends them orders and this and that. So you are assisted by this guy who's on the run and wanted by them. And you you can actually choose as you play through the game, like, whether to assist him or like kind of foil his plans in service of the corporation. And there's a bunch of different ways you can sort of play this game. Um, I played it like a fucking, you know, socialist. (laughs) I was like burning shit down and like, you know, helping people out and whatever. But uh, it's interesting. I wasn't expecting for the game to uh, present me with such, first of all, the quests and the stories and the characters that they present you with are all, in my opinion, like excellent. Um, See, I haven't gotten that far in the mm. game, but from what I've been reading, people love these goddamn characters. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, yeah they're so good. And there was one that I completely even like passed on because he was waiting outside my ship, like, "Hey, I want to be a part of your crew." And I was like, like "Nah, fuck out of here, fuck out my face." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, get out of here. Um, I was just uh, just a real jerk to that guy. But um, yeah, no. So I, I feel like I. You know, once you start to learn these characters and you learn, like, the the different stories and the situations on each planet, it has a lot to say. It has a lot to, um, a lot of interesting challenges that the game asks you to wrestle with. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I had a a really, really good time with it. I mean, I, I... Gita reviewed it, and I, I would highly recommend checking that out. We put some tips out there too. There's, there's, there's a tip post if you're curious about you know learning more about the game, and if you're if you started it and want to see some cool stuff. But um, yeah, I'm curious how far how far are you into it? I'm still in the first um, planet. Planet. Um, I still even, haven't even done like the first major quest because the way I play these games, and I must say, let, let me preface this by saying like I don't know if you've been listening to our show, but like not that long ago. Uh, I finished up Fallout 4 that I was like kind of just stuck on because that game sucked for me. Mm. Like I just didn't care about it. And I ended up just kind of going through the missions, just like mainlining the the, the main story or whatever just to get it done. And I was like, ah, that game's not that good. But I did love New Vegas and stuff like that, even right. though I never finished that game. That game is good, though. Um, but so I was like kind of skeptical to come back to this. So I was like, all right, well, I mean, they did a good job with New Vegas, so I'm like, I'll jump in. Right. And with these games, I'm one of those people. I was like, I got to see what is over there first before I even do anything. Mm. And that's not the way you want to play this game, really. I mean, you can. I mean, that's the point is like you do whatever you want, technically. But it kind of just makes it really hard because you don't level up as quick. Like yeah. the main story gives you ways to like level up and, you know, 
which I'm so I was having a really rough first three hours of this game. I was like, I don't know if I like it. I keep dying in the dumbest ways, <laughs> getting stuck on geometry. Oh, that sucks. Like, you know, just getting run down by fucking monkey men, rock monkeys. What <laughs> oh, are they? Yeah, like, yeah. what those, gorillas? Those things are brutal, yeah. Those things, spitting acid at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it was one of those things where I was just like, really like frustrated and then i just like all right let me just start doing missions let me just do that yeah, yeah, yeah. and then i was like oh i actually like these dumbass missions yeah like yeah it was one of those things and i was like so now i'm into it like right. i'm like oh i'm actually coming around to this stuff and then once you like kind of spec your character in a, a cool way um it starts to be really good once you get the kind of like mechanics of it all uh, it took me a while to like just get the rhythm i guess yeah i would say uh that's that's one important tip right off the bat is like just do quests. Just do just side do quests. quests. Yeah. Um, do the side quests before you do the major quests. Because, right. like, you know, this sounds it might sound redundant and basic, but like, yeah, level up your character, get them, get them stronger, give them better gear, get bits so that you can um, upgrade your weapons, mm-hmm. add attachments, uh, you know, fix them too. So there's there's definitely ways in which the game gates you from venturing too far off the the, the beaten path because they're like. It's not really an open world. No, it's, it's like a very, sandbox for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's very like segmented. So you start on the first planet, and then you know you get access to the next planet, and then even that, like even if you're like underranked for a, a a level, or I'm sorry, like a specific area, mm-hmm. the game will tell you like warning, dangerous. Like so, don't go there because you'll probably get washed. Right. So there is like a formula here that you still have to like. That's why I was like, oh, I didn't realize how much i missed this sort of like structure because some people were like some people i saw online were complaining they're like oh it's not open world and i'm like i'm, I'm like yeah it's not open world yeah <laughs> um, I, th- I think that's for the better because yeah. I, I couldn't handle a, a skyrim right now right you know like, yeah and it's not that really it's not that at all it's it's a smaller like sandbox it's still big as shit yeah it's still, still huge. stuff to find at every fucking over every hill and that, i think that's what makes this game more of a an attractive um an attractive thing for me to want to enjoy because it's yeah. like i never really fucked with the fallout color like palette you know what i mean like the grays and the browns and the greens like i never i, I fucking hated it I, I i never really like enjoyed that at all and this game you know presents you with like the ability to chant to like go to different biomes there there are some planets that look i mean the first planet looks like a no man's sky planet it definitely does, and yeah. then there are like other planets where you're going and it's like it's a completely different environment there are like space stations you can you can venture into and like there's just way more variety and it's it's way more colorful the characters are like more vibrant more diverse like they're 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 saying a lot with like um with the, the world that they've created and i mm-hmm. think it's like perfect for this style of game because you can sort of like one minute you're in this you know you're in that starting planet where people are struggling there's like a there's a factory that's you know run down for the most part and then a few planets later you're like in this giant bustling city that has a lot to say about the the bourgeoisie and shit and it's like oh cool like i fucking that's really cool that they're taking it there literally and um yeah it just it just scratched a lot of itches for me that i didn't realize i missed and i'm like man i a part of me may go back to it, maybe even on PC to do like a second playthrough, um, because uh, how long how long yeah. did it take you to beat? Probably like somewhere between thirty five to forty hours, so it's okay. not not too too long. Okay. Um, and that's kind of like exactly the kind of experience that I want. It's it, it's like the Fire Emblem thing for me, where it's like it's long enough, and if I want to come back and like get a, an extra serving of it, I can mm-hmm. I can totally do that. And like I like that. I like that. Like I can still get uh, a nice um 
chunk out of it. But if I go back and play it again, I can, you know, try something very differently and, and still have that level of enjoyment where like it doesn't feel like, I don't know, uh, like cho- like a chore or whatever, right, you know what I mean? like that Skyrim thing or, or whatever. But for sure. Yeah, I'm curious to, to hear your thoughts if you if you stick with it. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Um, I, I think it's one of those things also is like once you get kitted, right? Yeah. Kind of understand like the menus and stuff. Like definitely read those on-screen tips. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once you find a good gun, you're like, oh, I'm sticking with that for a while. Yeah. And you keep that, you know. So it's one. It's one of those things. But I I am enjoying my time with it. Um, it's a good game. You guys should buy it. Yeah, it's good. Try it out. Yo, get Game Pass. Yeah. Use that shit. Um, and then the last game I'm playing. Uh, at least right now, from what I can remember, at least. Oh, I played a couple board games. Maybe I'll talk about those. Oh, nice. Maybe I'll talk about those very quickly. Play some board but games? Um, I played a game yesterday called Mysterium. It's a board game. Really, really cool. So we had one, two, three, four, five, six of us playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we kind of like had teams or whatever because there was a lot of people at the party I was at. And like, it was uh, it was really dope. So you basically one person is like the DM, essentially. <laughs> and they're this ghost that has... Uh, each of us is like a, a, a paranormal investigator and we can speak to the ghost or they can yeah. speak to us that so we're like clairvoyant or whatever. I don't know what the term is. Um, but the, they can't speak to us. They can only give us... So our, the, the, the point of the game is it's kind of like Clue. We're trying to find out who the murderer was in this, in this huge setting or whatever. And um, we have to do that by the ghost giving us cards with illustrations like as dreams. And then we have to like narrow, we have to build a profile on who we think the killer is. And we have to sort of advance through the, through the every level. So the ghost, after we like, he gives us the hints and we take a guess, we all vote on it. We, everyone has, they're building their own profiles of their own killer in their mind. Um, we all vote on it. And then the ghost will tell you if you're right or wrong and you advance to the next level. And at the very end of the game, you basically all have to come together and based off of the, uh, you know, the conditions of the game and how it, it plays out, some people can only vote they have to vote right away after only getting one clue. Some of us can vote uh, if we've made it far along in the progression of like actually guessing right or voting yes or no or whatever. Um, we can get more clues and then, then we can vote and like d- determine who we think which profile that we've built of the murderer that we suspect is the right one. Mm. And then once the ghost has all that information, he, he tallies it up and then he lets us know at the very end of the game or she or they and they like they they tell us if we got it right or if we got it wrong. So it's like really, really cool, slow burn game. The illustrations are really, really beautiful. Um, I was, it was very confusing at first and there's a lot of nuance and a lot of really in-depth rules that I didn't, that I didn't really yeah. touch on here. But I think if you need a really cool game for like a big group, check that out. It's really, really fun. Board games are really fun. Um, so yeah, good. it's really, really cool. But then of course, I'm going to stop bearing the lead here. I finally, finally able to talk about Death Stranding, which I've been playing now for a couple weeks now. Um, and again, Outer Worlds and Call of Duty kind of got in the way. I had like kind of d- had to do coverage on them as well as like a couple of other things like Monkey Ball and, and some weird. Oh, I, play, I play Monkey Ball too. It's fun. If you like Monkey Ball, it's fun. It's great. A it's a good game. It's really. Wow. Fun. I streamed it on the on the site a couple of days ago because I really needed to. I did just get some steam out. But <laughs> um, Death Stranding, uh, the latest game by Hideo Kojima, um, the yeah. first game on Hideo his own. Kojima Productions. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, First game after post Metal Gear on his own. I mean, on his own, quote unquote, with the backing of Sony and you know, with the engine from Guerrilla Games and all this stuff, uh, and the help of his, all his celebrity buddies. Um, oh, Death, yeah. St- yeah, 
Death, <laughs> which I'll maybe I'll touch upon. But Death Stranding, for those who don't know, again, is it's basically an open world. Um, it's an open world game, an adventure game in which you are tasked with delivering things from point to point and helping to rebuild and connect a country that is like kind of crumbled and fallen apart for a variety a, of different. It's America, ways. right? Yeah, it's America. Oh. Um, so. It looks like Iceland, though. It's it's really fucking weird and, and beautiful and bizarre. And But what makes the game... And there's also... Heather wrote a really, really brilliant review on Kotaku.com, which I highly recommend checking out. Go read that if you want like more in-depth. As someone who has beaten the game and has a more tighter grasp on what it is, check that out. Also, Tim did like an, an hour-long video. So if, you, if you're at lunch or whatever, you want something to watch, go watch his video, too. So these are very like early impressions for me. I'm probably about 10 hours in maybe a little more than that maybe okay. 15 maybe i'm not entirely sure because i haven't really checked to see if there was a in-game timer or not but um i'm on chapter three if anyone else who maybe has access to this or maybe you're listening to this later knows um it's still very very early on but you're tasked with um it's such a bizarre game so there's so much to talk about um you start off as this character sam border bridges who's played by norma Reedus, and you have a little baby fetus uh, that you carry along with you, but you are basically trying to um, manage the things you're carrying on your body and like in your hands, sometimes even like in your actual, like holding the triggers down in your hands mm-hmm. to like carry a bunch of stuff from place to place on foot or eventually you get vehicles. Um, and you have to do your best to avoid these different enemies along the way so there are these things called bts that are like the the supernatural sort of otherworldly creatures that you've seen in the trailers uh and there are ways to avoid them and there are ways to combat them eventually and then there's also these um i forget what they're called they're they're basically like these marauders that that roam the the lands and they they look for you if you have packages they'll hunt you down you have to fight them sometimes and, you ha- and the goal is to try to get to the stations um, and link them together using this system, but also deliver these packages that they, that they need. Now, the story, which I, I'm i not sure into how much I can really get into. I think I can talk about it because the, the reviews, the review embargo is up. But um, you're basically, again, you're trying to rebuild this nation and you're doing it by going to these different locations and linking together a country that used to be united. Nice. Heavy metaphors here. Um, but there are, I believe there are people underneath like so when you walk up to a station um you'll see this like hologram representation of them but i believe they're actually like telecom in like calling you from like in the ground or something very like fallout style like vaults and you are helping them because no one wants to go above ground because it's really dangerous and it's horrible and like there's always this constant fear of like nuclear basically like a nuclear threat because in this game if like if you die you have to be like burned or like you have to be cremated because you can become a BT, one of those creatures or whatever. Or I think, I forget, I don't know the exact details, but you can actually like cause real, like a bunch of damage or whatever. So anyway, trying to get back on track because there's so much to talk about. But you're you're basically <laughs> delivering these packages and your goal is to try to like get them there in good condition. And mm-hmm. along the way, that can uh, be challenging because you can stumble so while you're running if you're like so let's say i have a bunch of stuff on my back right i'm running down a hill i can actually like lose my balance and i can actually fall on my face on my back and that'll damage the the thing so that will to avoid that you have to kind of like 
walk a little slower. You have to like hold the triggers down to hold the straps on your on your backpack so you can center your gravity a little more, or center your weight a little more. And then, um, you know, you have to climb things very carefully. You have ladders and, and ropes that you can uh, you can use to climb down things or climb up. You can eventually you get the ability to like create roads and bridges and all these other things. And um, it's interesting in, in that sense where it feels like um, very much like if you took Breath of the Wild and you took something like Quop, where you're like oh. controlling the, you're holding the controller in, in weird ways to like hold the straps with both triggers. You're holding L1 to look around to make sure you're headed in the right direction. You have to press R1 to scan the ground and you're, you have to like you know, hit X. Like there's a bunch of different things that the game requires of you and it's very challenging from like a, a dexterity perspective, like point of view, right? But what makes the game mind-blowing and what I think is like really going to change things is how the game interfaces with this shared world Mm -hmm. because like everyone is playing this, assuming you're connected to the internet and you have access to like, you know, everyone else's shared stuff out there. Like I came across a bridge and Heather made it. Wow. And I was like, Oh shoot. I was like, wow, it's, it's so good that like, Heather made this bridge because this this would have been a, a pain in the ass to have to like walk through chest deep water of a, yeah. of a river, um, and and as I'm crossing it, I can like you can like it, you can give it like very much like social media style like, and um, there will be sometimes where like oh man there's, there's a cliff here, uh, I'm, let me let me scale down the cliff. I'll put a rope here and I'll put a sign like a little emoji sign thing, a hologram sign style thing that says like yo there's like a rope here, use this rope. Because basically, we're all working towards the same goal, which is like we're all connect the new, the old world. Yeah, and and we're all trying to like you know rebuild things, and and there's like you know different dimensions basically that we're all playing in in, in our own individual saved games. So when I climb down that rope, let's say you're playing, and you come across that rope, you're like, oh, thank God, Paul put this here, or you might be a stranger. Thank God yeah. this person put this here. I'll like the rope or whatever. And then you get to use the rope and then I'll get a notification the next time I sign on. That's like, oh, like 12 people use your rope and you got like 20 likes or whatever. Yeah. Because uh, you can also like multiple times. What are those likes doing? Uh, from what I can tell so far, they, I think they just like give you stat, like experience or something. Oh, I, I, so it is like worth your while to yeah. do this stuff. It's worth your while to like also pay thing, pay it forward. So like also those bridges, for example, like I, I started started construction of a bridge and it requires like certain materials to to create you know to craft the bridge and i didn't get to finish completing it i made like one side of it and then like i logged in the next morning and i was like oh like 20 people helped you make the bridge so there's a bridge there now and like it, everyone knows it's your bridge because your name's on it and whatever and so like it is constantly blowing my mind mm-hmm. in ways that like a game really hasn't before and it's 100% Hideo Kojima bullshit <laughs> because it's like the same way that Metal Gear 5 blew my mind. Yeah. At the time it was extremely mind-blowing. This was before, you know, Breath of the Wild and and there were similar open world games at the time, but in my opinion Metal Gear 5 changed things in so many different ways. And this game I believe is going to do the same for like multiplayer and and the way we sort of exist in shared spaces together which i'm extremely excited about right. because people have been like 
pushing the boundaries of this stuff like you look at even like Fortnite and you look at uh destiny 2 and like all these other shared spaces and, and there are more games coming out that are going to be doing very similar things but this game like it is completely blowing my mind yeah. in so many and also i for, failed to mention that it's absolutely gorgeous i'm playing it on a ps4 pro in 4k and like it's completely like mind-blowing on that front on a presentation level but like what it's doing to tie in story to like actual gameplay is something so beautifully messy and frustrating but still so like progressive and radical in a lot of ways that like makes me want to continue with it but there's a lot of bullshit in this game that like is painful and i think a lot of people will bounce off of it Hmm. there are times where even i'm playing and i'm like oh god again and i'm like and i i hear my from my what my coworkers tell me that it gets easier like they they introduce some things that like really help make some of those pain period like pain stuff painful stuff easier when you when you, as you progress throughout the game but give I me can, give me an example so like you know getting from point a to b uh requires a lot of different things it requires you to avoid obstacles that can kill you right um it it requires you to manage your stamina the 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 baby that you're with like his levels so you also have to like manage his stuff and um the the cargo getting damaged or whatever and and a lot of times that involves like not being able to physically carry enough stuff or not being able to traverse a specific type of um terrain. obstacle or terrain yeah. and then later on you'll get a thing that helps you do that but the game forces you to go through that to like walk through the mud until it's like, all right, you don't have to do that anymore. Like next time you can literally just build a bridge over it. Uh, Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard to, so, I mean, a friend of ours asked and and we have a thread like, yo, is death stranding worth getting? And I was like, it's hard for me to recommend. And I, and I I say this to you, our listeners, our, our beloved listeners, I, I wish everybody at least would check it out, um, but I know that it's gonna push a lot of people away. It's not for everybody. For it's sure. not for everybody. In the same way, it, it actually reminds me a lot of Outer we're, Outer Wilds. That's okay, yeah. so fucking hard to remember this stuff. Outer Wilds, another game that I love from this year, which is like, in a lot of ways, a completely new experience and something that like we haven't really had before in some ways. Uh, and you can you know make ties to Majora's Mask and all that good stuff, but that game for me is also hard to recommend to folks. Cause I'm like, if a friend of mine who doesn't really play a lot of games is like, yo, should I play outer wilds? Probably I not. might say no. Yeah. Um, but I, but I will still sell them the pitch, the pitch. I'll still pitch it to them. I'll say like, it's still important. I think, I think if you care about what the discussion is going to be about games for the next 10 years, if you care about like those systems and the, the, and the designs, I hope you do it. Maybe that's why you're here. Right. Maybe that's why you give a shit about what I have to say each week or at work or whatever. Right. Um, then I would say, play this game. I feel like there is something that we're witnessing again Mm -hmm. from a guy who has the, the, um, the track record that he's once again, like back on his bullshit and it's it's so good to see but I, I wonder at the same time how much of that requires that prerequisite of like i have to i'm not necessarily be a kojima fan but like 
Um, I would, I would, I'm so curious to find out like the perspective of somebody who has not played a Metal Gear Solid game mm. and or like a Kojima game in general and plays this game for the first time to get their perspective on it because like I come with it from a pers- from a particular perspective of like I know that there's something really good in here and there is and and it's like it's game changing in so many ways like literally game changing where it's like we're going to rethink the way we talk about shared worlds and and all this other stuff and and narrative tying into games and like we talked about even with like Call of Duty like what it has to say about larger issues and about the world and you know environmentalism and and yeah politics even god forbid politics um and a lot of it is clumsy still a lot of it's very kojima where like oh look fragile has skin tight leather pants on and but at the same time i i've seen like norman reedus's butt cheeks just as much so yeah. it's like but they, they do kind of scale? they do kind of like you know it's still there it's yeah. that, that horny stuff is still kind of there but um from what i've seen so far at least but it is uh i, I it's such a mind-boggling game because i haven't really again i think i've barely scratched the surface but there's something about it that keeps me coming back to it and it keeps me engaged to the point where like i want to see this through but it's already done things in my opinion that have like blown my mind and i've also like i don't know it's it's interesting man it's a really interesting piece of interactive entertainment TM trademark that is also equally as goofy and 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 weird and broken but it like again tying it to something like Call of Duty for example where like you know Call of Duty is going to be a hit like in terms of like how it feels scope and yeah, yeah like you know when you hold the L trigger down you know how it's going to feel you know when you know how the sound or like the recoil you know how all that stuff plays and it's like it feels good uh, actually, Austin Walker, shout out to Austin, talked about the Outer Worlds being like a warm blanket, which I think is a really great analogy of like Outer Worlds or Outer Wilds. Outer Worlds. Okay. Sorry, did I say Outer Worlds? No, uh, I'm just making sure. Yeah, I, I forget. <laughs> Out, Outer Worlds, again, okay. we just talked about yeah. um, how it feels like a warm blanket, and it does. It feels like something that, like you know, again, I, something that I forgot. I I liked a lot, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed playing, experiencing. And this game, you know, there there are some moments if, again if you've played a Metal Gear game where you're like, oh, that. that the way he moves is kind of similar or the way he has to like struggle to get over a rock feels f- familiar or whatever. Um, in the, in the, you know, the menus and the, some of the architecture is very metal gear solid esque where it's like, you know, a lot of fucking numbers and weird typefaces. That's like, this is the future. This is the, you know, future, future. Um, <laughs> so like, if that's all there, like the greatest, the greatest hits are all there, but like, it still feels like a completely new thing that is like, you know clunky but it's beautiful and i'm like i want to play more of it and my thoughts have not completely like coagulated just Mm -hmm. yet but um man i think if you are just at all genuinely curious about where the future of games may be heading or like what this might inspire down the road like five ten years from now play this game if you're like and I'll just like pay attention to the discourse and maybe I don't want to have to like spend money on this thing. I, you know, I, I totally understand that too. Yeah. I think I'm in that like camp where I like, I'm curious enough just to buy it. Like that's like, I, I had the means right. where I can just waste 60 bucks. Sure. 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 If you know, it's a uh, coin toss, but um, 
I know I have a low threshold mm. for Kojima shit. Yeah. Because, like, I struggled with um, Metal Gear Solid Five, which I, I liked a lot, actually. Um, but it was, like, a trying thing, like... And I can tell that this is like even more so, but I just want to experience it just to be like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I understand why people like it. Maybe it's just not my my bag. Yeah, yeah, and and like I totally understand. Because also, too. I just want to see. Also, like I, I, I like cherry, cherry picking things that I like about things. So like I may not understand art, quote unquote, fully. But there's things about art that I like. You sure, know what I'm saying? Sure, so sure, 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 sure. I, I think that you can pull away from that if 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 you have the means to do so. Again, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I mean it's one of those things again. It's like I I mean I, I always find myself even asking myself like how much like why do I care so much about this? Why am I always like mm-hmm. so con- so obsessed with like getting a VR headset, getting you know the latest. N- greatest shit and and like being on the forefront of of interactive entertainment and it's like this game reminds me of why i am because i'm like you know i wanted call of duty to be something special and cool and and it kind of it failed me on that front it failed me it's it's more of the same right it's old reliable yeah and 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 that's cool too you know i I like that a lot i like Mm -hmm. that it's got the gang back together in a lot of ways of, of our friends and i like you know i like um the outer worlds but but like as much as i love the outer world it's not something that like um completely like it cements my love for this thing that i like right. care so much about this like medium that i care so much about and like blah, whatever that's that's kind of boring to hear but but it reminds me again of like that moment playing breath of the wild or the outer wilds where i'm like wow Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I mean, I love movies. I love music. Yeah. I love books. I love art in all forms. But there's something that you just can't replicate um, with games. It's, especially, like, with games that are doing something that no other game really has done or nailed. It's like when you get that aha fucking moment where you're like, oh, shit, this is crazy. Yeah. And, and the way that like the Outer Wilds was full of those moments and Breath of the Wild. Wow. I didn't think about that. Wow. Think about that. Keep your third eye open. <laughs> um, even like No Man's Sky does some yeah. stuff. I have those moments all the time. I'm like, oh, shit. They're... Wow. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, and like imagine explaining. And this is something that we always talk about at work, too. Like even when we have like really hard days and, and we're, you know, we're complaining about the reaction to one of our videos or, or posts or whatever, mm-hmm. like, like trying to explain that bullshit to like your mom or something. Yeah. Like, Oh, I do. You know, you try, but like it, 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 I'll even go back home and visit my family sometimes and tell them like stuff that I've been dealing with. But it's like, it sounds so nonsensical. It sounds so stupid in the grand scheme, but like, this is kind of that to a degree where it's like, it's hard to like, imagine trying to describe to someone and, and this is what we do at, with this podcast all the time, every week or yeah. every other week, whatever. Um, where we try to convey why this thing is special, why this medium is special, why this game, why this creator, why this, you know, whatever is special. And you can talk about it all day and you can even watch clips of it, but there's something about the way that I tackled the first base in like Metal Gear 4 that was so interesting, or Metal Gear 5 rather, that was so interesting when like 
I got to go back to work one day to the one other guy at the time who was playing it and be like, how did you do it? Like, what? You blew up the helicopter in the sky? Yeah. The helicopter didn't even get off the ground when I played it. Like, I, I did it this way. There's something, and that's what I loved about Breath of the Wild. That's what I loved about the Outer Wilds. Like, that that sense of, like, my experience was mine and it was mm-hmm. unique. And it's kind of like, again, I keep going back to Call of Duty, but, like, that thing we talked about of, like, that that choice being stripped away from you. Yeah, you have no agency in the game. Yeah, and that's what I think is fascinating about games and, and Death Stranding is, like, coming to grips with that experience of, like, absorbing a message from a creator and, and a team of creators because this wasn't just a Kojima production. No, 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 for sure. It was a team of extremely talented folks and collaborators like Norman Reedus and, and everybody. Hearing that message and then absorbing it but also still having like that agency is like but then also sharing that space with thousands of other people who are also playing it probably yeah. right now and, and before it opens up to the public is something that is like and that's what I'm also extremely curious about like once it opens up to the public seeing how everyone reacts to it but also like what they do with this world that they've created like the same way that No Man's Sky like blows my mind all the time when they're like we made a city we made a, a system of cops space cops like what yeah i wonder if it's going to change like the uh what do you call that like you know how we always say like oh this is the dark souls or some such and such it's like those pinnacle kind of games the breath of the wild like oh this is like breath of the wild kind of like changed what it open world can actually be um and same thing with uh fuck my mic um same thing with uh dark souls you know like yeah they were the special version of those games. Like it was the standouts. Like you know what's they interesting? They actually though? changed a thing. It's incredible that you bring up Dark Souls and No Man's Sky because like this game carries the torch for both of those for both of those games. Because right. there are things from Dark Souls, there are things from No Man's Sky, there are things from Breath of the Wild, from Metal, even from Metal Gear Five. So many different games where it feels like it's carrying that torch, and it's like and it's going even further into this space that we haven't seen yet yeah and you're like yo it's like that the, the meme is like why not both it's like <laughs> yeah why hasn't anybody thought about that like yeah. mashing up and someone has and, right yeah but it's like yeah i i just i'm that's why i'm more curious about it like that's why I, i'm probably gonna pick it up at some point probably not when it comes out but uh at some point um before you know the end of next year i'll mm. definitely play this game yeah yeah because like I feel like it will do something that I, I absolutely love. Like may I may not love it in totality, but like I think it'll it'll probably do something that I actually love and be like, all right, well, they need to do more of that in the game. Yeah, and that's what mm-hmm. I'm more that's what I'm more curious about too, is like the same the same Breath of the Wild thing where like I mean in Breath of the Wild's case, like I I love that game from top to bottom. Um and I was also excited about like, oh, I can't wait to see how this changes Assassin's Creed, or I can't wait to see how this changes yeah, every it, other game. These type of games retrain your gamer brain, right? Because like, I remember we were talking about like with friends, like, oh, like I like a lot of people bounce off of um, Breath of the Wild because like they don't give you any direction, right? That's unheard of in a open world game. It's like I did haven't really played a game where i'm not getting any direction and they're not holding your hand yeah. yeah and it's like well you have to retrain yourself to think that anything is possible let's try it out mm-hmm. that type of thing so um i hope this can like do something like that like you know or at least yeah. it's, it's the tupac thing is like, i want to spark the brain that sparks the brain, brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that type of thing so right 
uh, I'm glad that you're actually enjoying it. Yeah, it, I, I was mean, I was afraid for this game for a long time to be honest. And, and I'll be honest too, like there are I have a lot of patience for bullshit, and like I can get past the you know some people were saying oh it doesn't get good till ten hours. I don't know what that exact time is, mm-hmm. but I, I do think that it's like yeah I'll, I'll be honest. There are times where I'm like oh fucking hell I gotta do this again, or I'm like this is so inconvenient I gotta do this again. But then when those moments of like brilliance happen, they shine through. I'm like, oh, well, that was worth it. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. worth it. Like you know, like it, it, it's it does it for a reason. Yeah, and it's like you have to sort of like be okay with it. It's a very like it's a very kinky relationship. It's like it's very like you need to just like it. It steps on you a lot, and and you know you have to sort of be okay with that. And I think it takes a specific kind of personality to kind of be okay with that. Yeah, not that everybody who plays this is a sub or whatever, but like you know what I mean. It's like. um <laughs> It it's uh it just requires patience and it requires you to like I don't know just give it a shot I would say just give it a shot but yeah wow this is gonna be a super long episode no eh, fuck them <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I mean the only other thing I was playing is uh, Destiny two uh me and the fellas been jumping in to the legacy stuff because I haven't b- uh, bought the Shadow World Shadow Keep oh yeah yeah Shadow Fall there's mad Shadow, Shadow games yeah. out right now and I don't fucking like it. it's like the outer yeah, World wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we were uh, a cool thing that happened. They put in these like little mini kind of like activities where you can get like a new gun or something like that, right? Um, and me and my um, a couple of my homeboys, we were like doing this mission to get this one gun from that they brought back from Destiny One, and it's like a mini raid. It's like kill enemies but also do these crazy jumping puzzles oh, and like yeah, follow yeah. these different routes and stuff and then that's the part of destiny that i fucking love like nice let me platform please i <laughs> yeah, love yeah. that shit so um we we spent like like maybe like two hours three hours like working on this one thing and it was it was really fun and worth nice. it in the end yeah and i just love destiny when they when they're in that type of bag like yeah yeah that's that's my favorite part of it but other than that it's still good destiny bullshit good like game, yeah man. like yeah it's it's good. Um, Solid ass that's game. that's pretty much it. Like I, that's my like. Um, I'm I'm gonna put an hour and a half in, put it down. God, talking about a game that that would really benefit from crossplay. Come on, that'd be sick. Dice, dice. Come on, Come dice. On, dice. Um, all right, cool. We might have to like breeze through this news. Yeah, fuck them. Um, but uh, okay, cool. So jumping into the news this week, uh, Bethesda now charging subscriptions for Fallout 76. Excuse I'm me. not sure if you saw this, but yeah, they're they're basically like giving players an option now to sign up for like a yearly subscription type deal mainly to give them the option to i think you can also sign up on a monthly basis but it it basically gives them an option to like have um you know stuff that they they would probably appreciate like private servers and stuff but um yeah they said that it will be selling premium subscription i'm taking this from kotaku take uh premium subscriptions that will provide players with access to private servers at a cost of 13 dollars a month or 100 dollars a year but that's the cost of program fallout first and pitches it in a new blog post as a quote premium membership that offers something players can have been asking for since before launch private worlds for you and select friends so in addition to that you get like um a scrap box, the limited storage for crafting components, which we'll get into for a second. Uh, there's just like a survival tent that there's a bunch of stuff that they gives you for signing up. And I, I don't, I think if you like are subscribed to it, you can still play with folks who don't have the subscription. Like it's not like everyone requires it, but according to again, more, some more, uh, Kotaku reporting, 
the uh, the actual launch itself hasn't been as smooth as uh, they would have hoped because like players have been complaining about like really basic shit breaking the game. So there was one uh, example uh, that was on I think on Reddit that um, paid subscribers were putting loads of scrap into the box, um, and then all like everything they put in there. Um, was just getting which is yeah getting deleted basically and then like their people were like hopping into like the forums and like asking for help on their on their uh on their i guess help pages and stuff and there was like different ways around it but there was like other other examples of things that were happening that were like breaking the game that were like pretty basic stuff that like it's just such a bizarre and this, this has been such a like thing that i've i've been hearing on other podcasts and stuff too of like we talked about Game Pass, for example, being an example of a, or even Apple Arcade of a, of a subscription-based thing that like really gives you a lot of value for right. your money. And um, weird, it's weird. I, I don't know. I mean, Fallout seventy six tends to be this like punching bag that everyone like. We talked about. We even just talked about Destiny and stuff like that, and like these other sort of service style games. And um, again, I, I never really had any interest in this game. I hear it continues to get better in, in certain ways, but like. This just seems like such a bizarre move on their part. It's such a niche thing. I think that that's what they're kind of banking on. It's like, well, we have a small, I don't know if it's small, but like a relatively small, like you don't hear a ton of people talking about this fucking game. Right. But um, we don't have like a ton of people playing this thing. So we might as well do like a premium service for those people. Because, like, those are the people who are going to fucking pay for it anyway. Right. It's like, there's probably no casual people playing this game. Yeah. I don't think. Probably This not. is like people are like, they're making it their fucking goal to like get their money's worth out of this game. So Yeah, it's it's <laughs> interesting too because that game, the game's been on sale a bunch of times and yeah. there's like a, I think there's like a $40 version or, or whatever. So it's like, they're trying to like, re, you know, keep it afloat, but it just seems like such a bizarre thing. Shout out to that helicopter or whatever that's outside my window right now that everyone can hear. Yes. Um. Anyway, our next story, Uh. this was, BlizzCon happened this week, Um. this weekend rather started on friday and uh right off the bat they started off their their press conference with an apology to uh, the blizzard president uh, jay allen brack basically apologized to the crowd saying um blizzard had the opportunity to bring the world together in a tough hearthstone esports moment about a month ago and we did not we moved too quickly in our decision making and then to make matters worse we were too slow to talk with all of you we didn't live up to the standards that we really set for ourselves and he personally said like i'm sorry and i accept response i I accept accountability excuse me and um you know he went forward to say at the very end we will do better going forward but our actions are going to matter more than any of these words which is interesting because as far as i know at least to, to this recording and maybe i maybe i'm wrong maybe a listener out there will let me know if i am they haven't really like um done anything to like rescind blitzchung's uh suspension um, there's a bunch of stuff that they haven't really actually acted on just yet. So the, so the apology to me, um, and I don't know, maybe you have a different take on it, but it, it definitely felt really hollow. It felt like, it felt like that, like, well, it's one, sorry. Of those, one of those things like, well, we are sorry that you guys felt that way. Yeah. Our, 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 you know, ruling still stands. Going forward, we're definitely going to take some time with the shit, man. We're going to think about we're it. We're going to think yeah. about it more. But he's still in jail, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, hold it, hold that time, my man. Yeah, no, it, it, it sucks because, like, whack. what a great opportunity here to, I don't know, re... And the people that were there, the people that they were talking to, like, that's the crowd they wanted, right? They wanted to talk to, like, the Blizzard fans who paid money to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, give me a job. Oh. Yeah, word. Um, 
which we'll talk about in a second. But yeah, it it seemed like a half-ass apology. I'm I'm they have a lot of work to do. I, I think they were hoping that they could sort of quell a lot of that shit with like Diablo Four, Overwatch Two, um, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever. I I think that all the timing was bad, so they had to say something because otherwise, I think if this was maybe like a month or two later, they would have just stayed quiet. Like they wouldn't have said shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't yeah. think so because like time heals all. Like people right. just, especially the way you know media runs and how quickly we get over shit, or like the next thing pops where it's like, oh, that's old news. Right. I think they would have just you know kind of stayed quiet about it, but I think they were like, well, let's say something. Let's say, like you like you kind of you got you had a, like a, a misread there, and you said uh, it takes uh, responsibility. I mean accountability, and that's the thing. He's like, yeah. he's not taking responsibility. Right, right, right. He's saying account. He's like, oh yeah. I mean, like it's on me. Yeah, like blame me. Yeah, I'm blame. The guy. Yeah, right. And like, <sighs> you're not you're not trying to you know help that guy out like you know and being like yeah we fucked up. Yeah. Maybe let's think about it, like the way we react to things and stuff like that, and our policies and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like it's almost like they're telling them to uh, you know stick to one thing and they can't talk about something Ooh. else. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but uh, I guess moving on from that story, which was you know a bummer still to like see that stuff uh, unfold, but they, they did like, hold these new games. Yeah, and and you know what, New-ish man? Like games. despite despite all this bullshit, like I can't front. Like I watched these trailers for these games, and I was like, God damn it! I want to play these fucking games. I'm gonna play the shit out of the first four hours of Diablo Four. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's on Game Pass or something. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, because again, so the, uh, the first one that we're going to talk about is Diablo 4. They released this unbelievable cinematic trailer for Diablo 4, which I think y'all should watch if you're curious about it. Um, and then they, they showed off like a, a gameplay trailer as well. And um, I actually read some impressions from Heather who played it because she was over there covering oh, BlizzCon cool. stuff. Uh, which I also recommend reading that stuff because it, it shows off. She talks about a little bit of the like open world element to it and how it's borrowing some elements from even like Destiny, mm. where there's like shared events and shared things that people can cooperate to play it's, with together. There's also like a PvP element that you can opt into if you want. Um, I think they had that already. Did they really? Yeah. Um, but I think it was like I think in this case. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not sure, entirely sure how it works in this one. Okay. But they were saying that like if you're out in the wild, yeah, like someone can't just like wash you uh, or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Which I'm, which I probably won't opt into honestly because no, I've no. always seen Diablo as like a PVE style thing. But yeah. um, they had arenas and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this one seems like interesting in the sense that they're going back to their that gritty art style, that like more realistic style looking you know mad guts mad guts and it's not as like because people had a, a lot of things to say about diablo 3's art style which was a little more simplistic a little more cartoony you could even say um but this one seems to be like you know way more hyper realistic and and super dark and i mean the trailer the cinematic trailer was fucking mind-blowing yeah but um yeah i mean they i'm not that gonna fucking lie. magic man like yeah that's the thing <laughs> and, th- and that's the thing is like in some ways like even on me it kind of worked where i'm like yeah, that shit you did with, you know, with Bliss Chung, like, that was fucked up. Like, you, you guys should, like, own that shit, and you guys should, like, you know, stop trying to, like, you know, police what people can say or whatever, right? But but then I'm like, damn, that Diablo 4 trailer yeah, looks let me get a code. Good. And then, on top of that, um, they announced Overwatch 2 with, with this. This is the thing that actually turned me. Yeah. Not turned me, yeah, but yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Like, what yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the cinematic trailer, I, I like, 
I was like, let me see this bullshit. Then I played it at work at my desk, and I like got like choked up. I, I, like, teared, oh, I teared up too. I was like, damn. I like, yeah. I mean, I didn't realize how much I actually like love these characters. I mean, again, to to date, I was talking to, talking about this with my girlfriend. To date, I think Overwatch might be the game I've poured the most time into. Oh yeah. Bet- I, yeah. You were wholly addicted to that game. One hundred percent. I mean, I was, and especially like competitive and stuff. Yeah. I, I started on PS4, and part of the reason why I built my PC in the first place was to play Overwatch on PC because I wanted to get like the you know the real quote unquote experience and play with like people on PC, which I did a ton of. I think total, if I was tallying it, and again, this is like probably pales comparison to people who actually like still play For it. Sure. But I, I mean, I probably poured at least over uh, 400 hours into the game total. Oh, yeah, way more than that. Way more than that, yeah. I feel like you did that on PS4. Yeah, yeah. I think on PS4, I think I did like 350 yeah, or 400. Yeah, so, so it was yeah. definitely more than that. So this, I'm not going to lie, this cinematic trailer definitely fucking got me right in the in the heart. And then on top of that, they showed off not only their first uh, black female hero, um, who goes by the name of Sojourn, um, they also showed off the gameplay trailer, which showed off some uh, PVE style stuff, which is pretty fucking hilarious. Interesting. Because it's like, I don't know if y'all remember this little game called Battleborn. Yo, rest in peace, Battleborn, Rip to man. Battleborn. I remember playing Battleborn, and I'm, it's actually like, I mean, it's no longer online, but it was when we first started the show. It was. Like several years ago. And I remember being like, yo, there's some pretty good elements to this game. Like, I kind of yeah, like some of cool. it. It looked cool. It had cool characters. But it got destroyed by Overwatch. It was only out for like a couple weeks. And then Overwatch <sighs> dropped and everybody was like, you know what? <laughs> that shit was like, and they weren't even that similar. And that's the fucked up that's part the about it. That's the fucked up part, yeah. 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 I mean, there were like the obvious similarities. But it was, that was more like a MOBA. Like, Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like what this is becoming in a way. Like, especially with the PvE stuff. But, um... I'm so like it. It seems definitely more like an expansion than an, like a full-on sequel. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I, I mean, I, I played Overwatch on Switch recently, and I can't front. After we talked about it on um, about me being like, yeah, it doesn't run as well. It's probably the worst version to play it on, which I still stand by. Excuse me. I like was still playing it in bed, and yeah. I was still playing on the couch while like we were watching something, like watching Rhythm and Flow or whatever. Like I was still playing it and having that that like re appreciation for um that balance of of like in my opinion like perfect uh hero based shooting and like all this objective based gameplay i'm like damn i fucking miss this game despite all the bullshit that's been going on with them on you know on the the public facing side but like yes that sucks like that made me feel fucking conflicted about liking a game right how dare you like, t- like do that to me in an, yeah in an effort to try to like again remove politics yeah, right. and like those that, those statements out they have now made it even worse and like man it's tough to want to be hyped about this thing right now but like i can't fucking lie at the same time like this is what i guess what makes us human and honest like yeah. I'm excited for this shit. I'm excited for Diablo 4. I'm excited for, you know, I'm, I'm sure some of our listeners are excited about like stuff that we don't really talk about because we don't play that stuff, but like the WoW stuff and mm-hmm. some of the Warcraft things. Oh, that right, really right, bad. right. They're doing all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm, conf- I'm conflicted like a motherfucker, but like I also just can't lie either, you know, like the same way with the Call of Duty stuff. Like I still love that game, but I still have a lot to say about it, but like. Like this gray area is more, <sighs> right? Wow, they were right. There You're are right, gray areas. Yo, shout Holy out to shit. You did it. Captain you Bryce. Did, you did it, Infinity Ward. Um, all right, cool. Let's jump into questions uh, for the week. If you have any questions for us, 
please feel free to send an email to us directly at questions at the optional.com or you can drop them into our discord uh in our discord questions channel or record a voice message for us using the anchor app on your phone uh bo wrote in a while ago but i, I pulled it out of the mailbag the question uh archive and his question is what do you do when you're at a restaurant where you order at the register and they print out a receipt with a tip line what are your tipping guidelines uh, I am an over tipper to fight Dang. stereotypes. Oh, um, it's well, just yeah. this weird thing that I have I get it. that I like no less than 20%. Um, if there's bad service, fuck them. But if they're doing their job yeah. and just their job, I'm like, you're getting no less than 20%. Yeah. Like today at the bar, I fucking shit. I got fucking two burgers and I blessed them. Damn, two burgers? Oh, it was for you. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I was about to say, damn, are you hungry now? <laughs> I ate, you know what? Sorry, I didn't mean to shame, on, you, like don't shame you like that. <laughs> don't fat shame me. My bad, bro. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much the same way. I, I, I tend to, I hover between like 15 to 20 percent, depending on how good the service is. Yeah. Again, if it's shitty service, I'm like, yo, bro. You, you ever, you ever been like with 10. somebody who doesn't tip ball? Not really. Yeah, I, did, I dated someone who didn't oh, tip well. That's that shit up. was like, what are you doing right now? That's messed up. <laughs> I'll never show my face around here again. Yeah, you know what? Like that. You know, this is a good question because I think it, it brings up, like, who... I have a low threshold for shit like that, man. Same. Like, Same. you treat people good. Yeah. And these people don't get paid shit. So I was just about like, to say, like, it really shows you who were raised by good people. Because, like, depending on how you treat service workers, I always... Even if, like, someone steps out of line and I can see someone trying to, like... If they're a service worker, they're trying to defend their stands. Right. I'll, sometimes I'll even fucking get involved and be like, yo, you need to fucking relax. Like... That is a dead giveaway of like someone who is just like not morally sound, like someone who treats a service worker that way. Yeah, seriously. Because they're like, you know, it's just like human decency, man. And like, and again, these people were working for tips, probably most like, of the time. Yeah, hook them up. Like, I don't know. And it, it's it's it is weird though when you when you travel internationally and and certain countries don't tip yeah and you have to like deal with that like guilty like inherent guilty weird American capitalism shit that you're like. Oh, I guess I just pay you what you get, like what it is, because you actually have a decent wage or whatever. So I actually have a, a story that's perfect for this. So last night, I, sw- I swear this happened last night. Uh, so I ordered food for me and my girl, and I am staying at a different place than where I actually live. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, sent the Grubhub thing out and I press enter, scan my fingertip for Apple Pay, mm-hmm. and it sent out the order. I realized two seconds later that I had my address, the other address on Oh, it. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, fuck. Damn. So the guy gets in. He's like, hey, I'm outside. I'm like, no, you're not. It's <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. I sent it to the wrong spot. And he was like, he was like, you're at wrong spot? Like, he didn't, you know, he his English wasn't great. So I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm at the different block. I was like, it's only a couple blocks away. Would you mind doing that? I was like, I'll give you an extra tip. So he's like, yeah, no problem. So he comes, like, right away. And I realized he's on a fucking bike in the wintertime. Mm. I was going to give him five, so I gave him another five on top wow. of that. Just because he was like, oh, man. He was like, dude, like, what? Oh, he, <laughs> like, was like super he was super happy. Back. He yeah. was like, yeah, I was like, he was like, I was just going to, you know, I was like, man, you like, doing me a solid. Like, that was word. my fuck up yeah, yeah, as well, yeah. you know? So but yeah, was, and you're like paying it forward a little bit. Yeah, too, and it was yeah, like yeah. five bucks, man. Like, right, whatever. Right. Yeah. 
like made his day maybe he can get something good to eat you know like you see listeners just just be good people yeah you know what i mean that was just one of the things i felt bad because i was like damn i made him you know travel more than he needed to right right you know yeah because that was like also holding him up from getting to his next delivery right right, so, right. yeah off of your fuck off up. of my yeah, fuck yeah. up right yeah no i think it's important to like yeah just treat treat these. and I, also i started doing the <laughs> same thing on like excuse me, like on Seamless and stuff, right? I put cash tip and I'll even put it in like the special instructions. I'm like cash tip so they know. Right. Because like I've been reading horror stories about how these people don't they get They don't tips. get their tips, right? Yeah. I yeah, always wondered don't. that. Yeah. Because so like how, how do they get their tips? Like, yeah. Yeah. You always like, you know, you know, again, presume good intent and you're like, these companies will do it. But then they're like, oh wait, they're companies that are fucking morally yeah. bankrupt. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, just be good to service workers and delivery guys out there and, and gals and, and folks. They're, they're working their hardest. Um, all right, cool. Jumping into feeling it. Feeling it is where we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past week that we've stumbled across that we think is worth sharing. Um, yeah, so I actually, I've been checking out that new HBO show called Watchmen. I've heard so many things about this. Uh, this show is interesting as fuck. Um, it's like a direct sequel to the comic book, I believe. So was it like a, this is like made for the series? Like This, has, this hasn't been a book or whatever before? I don't think so. Huh, it might be. I, I honestly, I don't know. I, I don't, don't think it is. I, I feel like I would have known about it. Yeah, I, I kind of stayed clear of Watchmen since I know they've come out with a new series, like a new ongoing comic book. Oh, okay. Um, for, from DC, I think like they're like more integrated with DC shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't checked that out in the last like ten years, I guess. Um, but the movie, I guess, had weird reviews or whatever. Like I thought I liked it. I don't remember, but <laughs> haven't seen it in a while. Um. And uh, yeah, this this show it uh, it's a, a sequel to the graphic novel The Watchmen or Watchmen, and uh, it takes place like modern day times, and it stars Regina King, and they are post the ending of that series where I guess um, the superheroes are looked at as kind of bad, mm-hmm. um, and people have taken take i don't want to give it away because it is very interesting because you don't know really what this where this is going because especially if you haven't read the watchman in a while like i haven't so i was like i don't know if i'm supposed to know oh, right, what right. any of this means um but basically you know people interpret in, interpreted um what the watchman stood for in their own way so like oh, bad guys are using rorschach's mask and i say bad guys because they're objectively bad in my opinion Huh. But um, it like literally opens up like it it goes like back in time and it like, the first episode takes place during the uh, the opening scene takes place during the Tulsa riots in uh, Tulsa Oklahoma. Whoa, fucking wild! Yo, it's brutal. Shit. It's brutal as fuck, and it's but it's just like this really fucking happened. Like, it's like, yeah. it's not being exaggerating at all. Like, it's really not like this happened. Like literally people are still winning court cases for, you know, the, their family that were murdered. Jeez. They're in, you know, Tulsa, a black wall street. Look it up. It's fucked up. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah. And then it goes to the, you know, present day and Regina King plays, a uh, a, a not cop. She's a cop, but not a cop. And, uh, cops, uh, something happened called the white Knight. Or something like that, where cops were all targeted by a group of people, terrorists, and they were like killed in their homes. So now cops wear masks 
to cover what? their face. Yo. And they, the first, the first couple scenes are just. I'm watching this shit tonight. Why? It's it's good. Like I I just because you don't I don't want to like tell you too much about right, it, right. but it's just it does some stuff that I'm like, damn, I haven't seen this like type of show in a while where it's like on ten. And then it has these moments of like the comic book shit where like they address the squid situation. Oh, interesting. <laughs> they like literally so have that actually happened. It happens, yeah. yeah. And it, it, they do it in a cool kind of way. You're like, oh, there's some interdimensional shit going on. Okay. They talk about Dr. Manhattan. They, you even see him for a second. You see his dick? You, know, you don't see his dick. <laughs> uh, maybe if you pause it, you can see his I dick. I had to ask the question everybody was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely showed his dick in the other one. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dr. Manhattan is like on Mars and shit. Um, building, a, building a things. Weirdo, He's yeah. a weirdo. Fucking, fucking weirdo. Dumbass. <laughs> All powerful beings. <laughs> he does look cool. Though. Yeah, he does look fucking cool. His powers are cool too. But um, Regina King is wonderful. She is one of the. Greatest I'm, I'm actors. so glad she's getting yeah. an action role. Like top billing. She's kicking fucking ass. Her suit is badass. Her Dope. car is even doper. I've seen the ads in the subway. The one where it's just her, and I'm like, what? Like, yeah. I, I didn't. If I'd have seen this like a month ago, or whatever, before it came out, I would have definitely watched it. So like. She just does these. She has these scenes where she's like fucking screaming and shit. And she has that dark, deep voice. Yeah, man. Like Regina King should have been. I mean, she has been like in the last like maybe ten years have been like having this amazing career. But she's sure. been doing great, great shit for. Oh yeah, she's been dope since Friday. <laughs> yeah, she was always <laughs> like know? the hot, like the hot wife for a minute. Always, but now yeah. she's like really starting to get her own shit. Right. That's like not and just the. This hot is wife. like uh, hopefully it keeps being good. Like tonight is another episode. So if you're watching this on Monday. Uh, the third episode will be out already, um, but uh, yeah, I- I'm digging it. Like I'm, you know. Wait, it's only three episodes in so yeah, far. It's only three episodes in. That's wild because I, I I remember hearing like a couple weeks ago about how like maybe this was because it was like pre. You know what? It, you know what it might have been. There, there's a really talented writer at uh, IO9, um, mm-hmm. Charles Pulliam Moore, who's like really really dope. Um, all his writing is really cool. Anytime he like tweets, I actually met him for the like officially met him for the first time the other day when I was in Union Square handing out flyers, gang gang. And I was like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And, like we've met before, we've talked because like you know he stopped by our office and like we just chat for very briefly. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" But he, I'd seen him tweeting about stuff about the show and how it tackles like, oh, um, it's political. It's very political, and, and, I, I, and I've heard like mixed things about how people at first were sort of interpreting what it was saying and then how it sort of really goes into it and actually says the thing you were hoping it kind of says or like not says but like doesn't shy away from oh no it's not pulling punches at all wow yeah and it goes into this part where like if you're watching this with your white homies they're probably like oh this is mad awkward right now it's a little awkward yeah yeah, that's what i've heard yeah yeah. uh, which makes me want to watch it a lot it, it definitely is worth the watch i think you know uh, all all of our white brethren out there, definitely take a look at it. Don't feel. I mean, it's gonna be a little awkward. I get it. Yeah, that yeah. white guilt, but it's something like yo. If you're not racist, don't fucking worry about it. Just yeah, absorb it true. and learn. And you know, you can't shy away from shit that actually happened. But so they're mixing in like history with this alternate reality, uh, alternate present day shit, hmm. um, which is really fucking cool. Um, That's fascinating. I- I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, it, the second episode goes into some other shit, man. Damn, gets, I'm fucking watching. Yeah, this tonight, it gets bro. it gets fucking weird. You're like, oh, they're going for it. Like wow. they're doing like you know fantastical shit too. And so it's like, oh, this is still yeah. a superhero thing, but it ain't. You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more it's more grounded in reality. I think I mean, that's what Watchmen was anyway. Yeah, it was 100 like political. Yeah, fuck, especially like in sure. the, what was it, the 80s or whatever. Yeah. Or the, or the, or the, 
Yeah, wow. Okay. But I, I, yeah. I would advise, check it out. Tell me what you feel. Tell me if I'm full of shit or whatever. But um, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'll let you know if you're full of shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, my feeling it is uh, something that I was like, at first, I was telling Cam right before we started recording, um, that I kind of dismissed at first. Because like, I think the trailer doesn't do a good job of selling it, uh, what this movie really is. But... It's uh, Dolomite is my name. It's like Eddie Murphy's return to the big screen and the in some ways the small screen, I guess, if you're if you're watching it on Netflix because it's it's a simultaneous release in theaters and on Netflix. Yeah. It's one of those things, and um, it's Eddie Murphy back with like a star-studded cast, uh, basically telling the real life story of um, this character that um, I don't know what I forget his real real name, yeah. but this this dude that like was struggling to be a musician and a comedian. He was like he was like such a, a hungry like creative his whole thing was like i'm going to make it yeah i have to make it one way or the other whatever i'm doing yeah i'm gonna make it and he threw a bunch of stuff at the wall nothing really stuck and then and then one day he creates this character uh named dolomite which he sort of like discovers through uh, that actually has like an actual history of Mm -hmm. like spoken word basically and um he turns him into this like uh, comedy slash action star and very much in the vein of like Shaft or whatever that those those films of, of that age and I remember like knowing what Dolomite was as a kid growing up just just you know by basic just very vague knowledge of film yeah. in the film history um, but this really goes into his story it's it's a really funny heartwarming take on that sort of like rise to prominence and um Again, it has like Eddie Murphy. It's got uh, Mike Epps, Craig Robinson, uh, Keegan Michael Key, Wesley. Uh, Wesley Snipes. Probably steals the show. Everybody looks so fucking good. <laughs> Yo, too, this everything looks so good. Uh, like from the costume design to like the makeup and the hair and the the, the set design, everything feels like it. Like you feel like you're in the seventies. Mm-hmm. It, it feels so accurate, and um, it, it's just like hysterical like th- there were moments where i was like laughing out loud there, there were scenes that like even after i finished watching it i would like go back and rewatch that scene i i told you uh a, l- a little while ago that like some of the stuff that they did in, in the in the movie they like actually returned to the actual real world locations where they shot those those initial scenes and if you like put them up side by side like it's shot for shot the same stuff the same lines the really awkward delivery what do you want <laughs> like the same bullshit and it's like it's eddie murphy like back where you know back at i mean i have like i literally have i'm looking at an illustration right now of eddie murphy from my favorite comedy of all time coming to america yeah. and when they, and when they when they i have one hanging on my wall for 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 audio listeners sorry about that but there there was like when they announced that coming coming to America two was coming out, I was like, mm, I'm "Why? Not sure. I don't know we why don't about need that." It. But this movie has like sort of like given me faith in that movie yeah, because same. this one is such a like really beautiful um, reminder again of something that I I didn't realize I missed so much. Like this really earnest, heartwarming tale about a, a really inspiring American story that like is so fucking funny and authentic and like. I think Eddie Murphy nails it in so many different ways. And I like, I, I kind of dismissed it cause I was like, Oh man, he looks like he's getting like kind of, you know, I don't know if he's going to be really back up to like the, those chops. And I don't know why I even doubted him. Cause like watching this movie, I'm like, if you give him the right material and it seems like from what you were telling me, they've been wanting to do this for a while. Yeah. 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 Um, I listen to uh, Bill Burr's uh, Monday morning podcast a lot. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about, he always shares stories about Charlie Murphy, Eddie Murphy's older brother. Uh, who passed away not too long ago yeah, and right. um 
he was just a big fan. Like him and Eddie were huge fans of Dolomite as kids. Um, you know, growing up in Bushwick and shit. Yeah, so like um, talking about you know, like how could you not know about Dolomite? This is like my hero, like yeah, that type yeah. of thing, and just seeing it coming full circle around to like Eddie doing this movie is kind of like poetic in a, in a you know, in a non like metaphorical sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's just like it's really dope. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that the movie's really good. I can't wait to watch it again. Same. Um, I want to watch it with, like with a group. With a group of people yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I watched it with my girlfriend and, and we had a good time watching it and like, um, I it's one of those movies that I can see myself watching like multiple times over the next like over the course of my life. Oh it's yeah. The same way that I put on Coming to America sometimes. I'm just I was like, like, oh, don't mind on. Yeah, like oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll watch this shit. I'll watch or, it. Yeah. Or like, oh man, I, you know what? I could really watch this movie if I'm like in the mood for it. I just want to like watch something com- like comforting and like you know something like a cla- I feel like it feels like a classic to me already. It's one of those things. Also, like Dolomite's just been around like especially in my life. Like you know, like growing up, like the Dolomite boots. Right. Like back in the day, yeah, like people was rocking those shits back in like middle school, like you know, like especially in New York. I don't know about anywhere else, but right. Um, and like you know, Mad TV had the Son of Dolomite, <laughs> like Aries Spears, and all yeah. that stuff. So like, this is like he was a character that like it was important to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, in by osmosis, I think you know you probably know one line from his one one of his favorite oh, you know yeah. like one one liners or his you know poem things mm-hmm, um yeah because it, it and like like it, way down in the jungle like that you know, yeah that yeah yeah like everybody knows that from something like what is that from yeah and and, and the movie also I, I remember knowing about this already but the movie also mentions i mean i guess light spoiler yeah the end, whatever. but um yeah it talks about how like yeah he it, a lot for a lot of people he's also considered like the grandfather of like rap like mm-hmm. of, of like actual because like the cadence everything the the style the character like that's basically what that is and um yeah he was it, it the one thing i also find so fascinating about the story itself is like he identified um like a market and he and he nailed like the the real life person he nailed like the execution because like Everyone was like, you know, people that had seen it. There was a part where he's in the theater watching it after, you know, again, spoiler. It's, it's a fun movie anyway. But like, you know, he, or he's in the movie. It's in the trailer. He's in the movie with his, his, you know, his friends or whatever. And they're like watching like a, a, a comedy that's like, you know, the cast is all white. And everyone in the theater for the most part is white. And they're all laughing at this thing. And they're like, this ain't, this is not funny. So they're like, why don't we do our own twist on it? And how much it resonated with like black audiences and stuff. And like how sometimes you have to really like trust in the vision and mm-hmm. trust in like what you're saying and like speaking directly who you're to who you're speaking to and because like it'll it'll resonate and, I, and like i related with that shit so much even though you know we're not on that level like i i love this podcast i love what we do and i, lo- and I love that people love the podcast and like this is exactly what i wanted right like the the thing that like we've been tr- we've been trying to say for forever the stuff that we want to talk about on our own terms that our hopefully our listeners can resonate with and, right like, it's it's inspiring Absolutely. it's super fucking inspiring it's it's like it's a superhero tale that involves a real life person that you can actually like look up and watch the original stories and movies of and it's dope i like it a lot i highly recommend it it's on netflix if you have a netflix subscription check it out um but yeah that's my feeling it pretty pretty too solid feeling it's yeah week. no definitely yeah. check both out they're um pretty easy to find netflix and hbo so word word um all right cool before we wrap up uh this lengthy show episode how can the people find you online uh, you can catch me on twitter at cappy can't lose c-a-p-i-c-a-n-t-l-o-s-e also instagram i think oh, there's a bug on the mic <laughs>
Was it a mosquito? Yeah. God damn it. There's been, there's been mosquitoes in, in our house lately. I guess it's because it's like God still bitch ass. Sorry if I popped humid. your ear. Yeah, sorry about that. But you just listened to a mosquito get killed Pill. live on the show. Did you hear him go? <laughs> Did you hear a soul? <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pauly Mayo. That's P-O-L-I-M as in Mario, A-Y-O. Yeah. Um, and, you know, follow me on Kotaku. Uh, yeah, and I still can. keep supporting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep sharing the word. Keep hashtagging. Word, show us some love. We really appreciate the support everyone's been showing us. It really does mean a ton. So uh, thank you so much, and thank you for listening this week. If you have any questions or comments, send them over to questions at d-optional.com. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, please be sure to subscribe. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, and Spotify. If you could take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes, though. It really helps us spread the word. Uh, if you like the show and you want to give us a, a dollar a month or five bucks a month, please go to our Anchor profile at anchor.fm slash the optional podcast. Click the little supporter button and donate whatever you can. Help us keep these lights on. It's a little tip jar. Again, speaking of tips, maybe you like the, maybe you like the service. Maybe you fuck with us. Maybe you, and you don't have to. You don't have to. It's, it's completely optional. But we just rode all of the book on <laughs> yeah, service this. Exactly. Um, our homepage is theoptionalpodcast.com. That's where you can find the show and share it with your friends. As always, where we are the optional NYC on Twitter, and our show's music is by the one and only Levi Pack. Yo, you can find yeah, word. You can find him on Twitter at underscore L E V I P A C K. So until next time, everyone, that's been forever. <laughs> <laughs>